0: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is the life. It still gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
1: Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm your host this morning, Mark Holcraft, filling in for a good friend and brother of ours, Tim Moser. Uh, Tim is not feeling well. So in a moment, we're actually going to do our opening prayer for the show, and we'll also just make a point to offer him in prayer. Um, but we are blessed today. We're blessed with definitely a theme within our show. Uh, not Probably not a big surprise if you know Tim. Tim is the director of the Respect Life office for the Diocese of Fargo, so he often has a theme that builds on that, Respect Life. And that certainly is the case this morning as we come closer to rounding out the year of 2021. We're taking a look Uh, What the Holy Spirit has done in 2021 in regards to Respect Life. Um, I feel like this morning's show is probably, it's a Respect Life theme plus one. Because in here, we kind of interject not only the theme of life, but then also what the Holy Spirit has been doing with Real Presence Radio. Uh, So we are joined with guests right now. And we're joined with uh, great guests throughout the morning. Uh, Before we dive into that though, um, if you would please join me in prayer. We'll begin with prayer, and we even have our guests that are going to join us in prayer, so you might hear some voices in the background, and you will soon learn who they are. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, thank you for this morning. We ask for your blessing and your anointing upon this morning's guests, uh, our show, and all of our listeners. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would guide us closer to your Son, Jesus. And we look to the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary in all things, and in particular this morning, as we discuss the issues of life and the gift of life, Mother Mary, that you would intercede for each of us. Um, Please intercede in a special way for those who might even be considering abortion as an option in their lives. Together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of of God. God, Pray, Pray for, for us sinners, sinners. No. now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Well, you heard some voices in the background. We're very blessed. Um, we are joined by Brandon Shot Scho- Shot. Shot. Okay. So I was just wrong. It's not Schott. <laughs> Brandon Schott. He's a teacher at Shanley High School here in Fargo. Uh which we're very excited, Brandon, to have you, and we're excited to have some students from Shanley with us as well. So, Brandon, if you wouldn't mind introducing who the students are, it'd be great. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having us,
2: Mark. We really appreciate being on here. With me today are two of our great students. We have Madeline Abbott, who's a sophomore at Shanley High School, and then Keegan Walker, who is a junior.
1: Awesome. Thanks for joining us this morning. So, Madeline, you're a sophomore. Um, have you been at Shanley both years?
3: Yeah, I've been at Shanley... Um... In my freshman and sophomore year, and I moved here when I was a seventh grader.
1: Okay, where'd you move from?
3: I moved from Perm, Minnesota.
1: Perm, mm-hmm. nice. Okay, are they Perm? Are they the Hornets or something like that?
3: The Yellow Jackets. The Yellow Jackets. Yeah.
1: Okay, it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. They have this whole new uh, stadium or arena. Yeah. Um, what is that called? The Hive.
3: Yeah, I think it's called the Hive. <laughs> it's It's pretty
1: cool. It's, it's what Perm is known for, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Keegan. Yep, you're a junior. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, you're a junior. You've been there all three years?
4: Yeah. Um, Catholic school since kindergarten. So
1: Awesome. So, you're, you're a product of the John Paul II school system. I am indeed. Yep. So, <laughs> now our listeners are listening attentively. It's like, okay, let's see what they're about. Maybe we have some people discerning if they want to send their kids. And so, by the end of the show, Keegan, they may be like, okay, we'll send them because Keegan's a product. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, well, another
2: thing about Keegan, Mark, is that he actually led the Shanley High School Uh, to the Know Your Faith Championship Oh, nice! last year. So we're the reigning champs. We'll be hosting the Know Your Faith competition at the end of January, beginning of February during Catholic Schools Week. Keegan's looking for a
1: repeat. Oh,
2: yeah. I'm (laughs) excited.
1: That's awesome. Okay, so so you're part of the team. Well, you're part of the reason why they're hosting it this year. So we're excited. We're actually going to be there to to air the show, and we'll do a live stream on Real Presence Radio on our Facebook site with the Know Your Faith. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so, okay, Brandon, you're here with the two students, and one of the things we want to discuss this morning is Deacons for Life. And so, can you just maybe first give a little bit of background about yourself, Brandon, but then can you also give a, back, a backdrop of what is Deacons for Life?
2: Sure, yeah, a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Fargo, and I actually graduated from Shanley High School back in 2014. From there, I went to the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, and I actually started off with, uh, uh, as a business major. But then after a life-changing semester that I spent studying in Rome, I made uh, uh, the very not-so-savvy business decision to switch my major from (laughs) business to theology uh, with the intention of being a Catholic high school teacher. Uh, From there, I went and pursued a master's degree at the Augustine Institute in Denver, Colorado. And the goal was always to be a Catholic high school teacher. And my wife and I really wanted to come back to North Dakota as well because that's where we're both from. Um, But, you know, with only four Catholic high schools, it was a bit... We're, we're banking on a prayer when yeah, we're trying yeah. to find something, but uh, right as I was about to graduate from the AI, uh, something popped up at my alma mater at uh, Shanley High School, and so in God's providence, we made it back here, and then I'm halfway through my second year at Shanley High School.
1: Awesome. So you finished your studies at Augustine Institute, mm-hmm. which I love, a- AI, for any of our maybe particular sharp listeners like, uh, artificial intelligence, what's going on here? It's like, you know, uh, so, but at Augustine Institute, great people, great professors there. We've had some of them on Real Presence before. Um, so that's exciting. As you finish there, you're in your second year at Shanley High School, um, teaching theology. Yep. Teaching sophomore religions and sophomore year, we go through the
2: sacraments and church history, and then also have a couple of upperclassmen electives. We just finished up philosophy and next semester we'll be starting New Testament studies, which awesome. I'm really looking forward
1: to. Okay. And mm. so, Keegan, your upperclassman, are you in any of those?
2: Yeah, I'm
4: actually in both of those classes. So. <laughs>
1: awesome. Convenient. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And then are you in his religion? Yeah, I'm class?
3: in the sophomore religion.
1: Brandon, where'd go? just connecting. Okay. Let's build on the connections here. Awesome. So, okay. So, Deacons for Life. Can you share more? Deacons for Life. Is it a student-led group? Is it a club? Uh, What's the deal there?
2: Yeah, very much so. So uh, Shanley High School is the high school in the St. John Paul II Catholic school system. And what we try to do in the Deacons for Life is we try to be uh, very intentional in in living up to that call that our patron had, uh, especially in Evangelium Vitae, where he calls for the building up of a culture of life. And so, what the Deacons for Life do is they, they they try to do that first in our own school community, and hopefully that will radiate out into the broader community. And there are three main things that we focus on: one is service, uh, then education, and thirdly prayer. And it's really a student uh, a student driven organization. When I started this last year, I was asked to be an advisor my first year, and you know with the COVID circumstances um, and also because of other circumstances, there weren't a lot of students in the group. We have some great upperclassmen leaders, but only just a, just about three or four of them. And so, you know, as a first year teacher, I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is going to look like. We'll see what we can do. I mean, it's just such a strange year, uh, but we'll see what happens. But once, once we started meeting, and, and Madeline was actually our president last year as a freshman, and she's our president again this year. And just these ideas that Madeline has and her fellow uh, underclassmen students, and then with the leadership of the upperclassmen students, the, the club has really taken off. Um, awesome. Uh, I felt almost like a small child being dragged along by like a large German <laughs> shepherd. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's really cool to see the energy that these students have.
1: Now, did you say you brought Deacons for Life or had it already been uh, a group at Shanley High School?
2: It's always, It's uh, been a group there for a long time. I know uh, back when I was there, Father Charles LaCroix, who was our chaplain there, uh, invested a lot of his time into Deacons for Life. In sure. fact, it was uh, twenty five Fifteen, I think that Shanley High School was actually named the pro-life high school uh, in the nation.
1: Yeah, well, and it was soon after that, if I recall, maybe it was that year that Shanley High School had, I think, over a hundred students, and they were in the very front of the march, yep, exactly. carrying the sign, um, and a Shanley student actually spoke at at the national march. Sure, Select, Julia Johnson. Um, yep. Yeah. In front of yeah. A half million people. Um, I I think that was uh, when I speak with uh, your superintendent. Uh, Mike, Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Haggerty, no, Hegstrom, Hegstrom, sorry, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike Hegstrom, he gets giddy when -hmm. he discusses that. You could tell that was, that was a, you know, every parent has a particular place of pride and even though he's not the parent, but as a superintendent of the school, if you want to ask him, so what are you proud of? What are you, know, what are you excited about regarding Shanley? You know, convince me, you know, as a, as a parent, why would I want to make kids? He immediately goes back to that point which mm-hmm. i love that they, that's, that's awesome. awesome yeah
2: and if you walk in do you go to like a basketball game or a volleyball game and you go to the concession stand located in our commons you'll see a large banner that announces that we were the pro-life high school of the year and so this is something that's a uh, really important for shanley high school
1: yeah that's that's so it's so good okay so madeline you're the president of deacons for life and, and keegan i'm gonna ask both of you the same question what is it um like, why are you doing this? Why are you, what was the interest? What started the interest for you being involved in Deacons for Life?
3: Um, what really started my interest in the pro-life movement was back when I lived in Purim, I had the pleasure of hearing Abby Johnson speak about the pro-life movement, and that was when I was, like, a lot younger, but ever since then, I've really been interested in it, and especially the Deacons for Life, I really enjoy being able to get out into the community and in my faith, and do all the other really good things that Deacons for Life has to offer for you, and I just enjoy being part of this movement that is growing nationwide, and if you're in Deacons for Life, you have the power to really change the lives of others.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Madeline. Keegan, how about for you? What well, is it?
4: yeah, for me, um, this is just kind of one of the biggest problems in the world right now, and it's just a blessing to be able to, like, fight in that battle, so... That's why I'm in this group, and I know that's why some others are in this group, uh, just participate.
1: When did that start for you?
4: Uh, we kind of had a group like this in middle school, and I'd say that's kind of when it started for me. And from there, I just knew that's what I wanted to do.
1: That's excellent. You, know, you mentioned earlier, Madeline, uh, uh, Abby, um, She, what what was the event that you heard her speak at?
3: Um, it was just something we had at my church. I think it was for the religious education Program And there was a lot of people there. It was packed and she really had a very powerful message to yeah.
1: speak about. Oh, Abby Johnson, she's she's a pro-life warrior. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my wife and I, we try to, she kind of blogs and does some things on Facebook and we try to catch her. She's, um, yeah, she's a force, a force to be reckoned with in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> um, so we have to take a break here in just a couple minutes, but Brandon, what else would you offer regarding the deacons for life? Cause I've run into a couple of other teachers from Stanley that are also involved. So how does that work out? Is it, is it for the deacons for life? It's kind of student led, it sounds mm-hmm. like, but do you have to have some of the teachers on board just to kind of help facilitate and things like that? How does that work out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My role, I'm i I'm an
2: advisor along with uh, one of my fellow teachers named Grace Ward on the high school side. And then the middle school side, uh, it's Maggie Sappo, who is a religion teacher there. Um, And what we do, at least Grace and I, what we do in the high school side is we mainly facilitate the logistics and then it's really a matter of Madeline and the other officers that are part of the club like Keegan uh, that really uh, get the ball rolling with with our events. And maybe Madeline, Keegan, do you want to speak to a couple of the the events that we've done so far this year?
3: Um, Yeah, sure. One of my favorite events that is actually coming up that we did last year is Pro-Life Month. And that's basically just like a series of a bunch of things we do throughout the month of January to prepare for the March for Life and celebrate life. And some of these include having a pro-life mass, leading the announcements in the mornings with like pro-life prayers. And we have like a blue out non-uniform day. So all the students wear blue. It's like the life color. And we hand out um, pro-life merchandise and do some things just to overall celebrate life in that month.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Keegan, any any other?
4: Yeah, uh, for me, it's just the main thing is praying at the abortion clinic. Like, you really can't beat that, I feel. So,
1: yeah. Excellent. When I was a youth minister, I was a youth minister up in Crookston, Minnesota for a number of years, and in Moorhead, Minnesota. Barnum one of the most potent and powerful experiences that we ever did with our teenagers. We went to lots of student conferences, uh, leadership conferences. We had youth group nights, all kinds of things. But two things come to mind. One was... Praying in front of the abortion facility, we would take uh, vans down or cars down to pray in front of the abortion facility here in Fargo, usually connected to the 40 Days for Life. Mm-hmm. But the other uh, piece that we'd have, we'd have ladies come in who would share testimony who had once had abortions themselves, but had since been gone through the whole healing process or going through the healing process, and they would share their story and testimony. And bar none, those were the, amongst the most powerful nights uh, for our youth to hear the truth You know, uh, unchanged. was very powerful. We're going to need to take a break, and we'll come back. So uh, please stay tuned, and we'll come back. We'll hear more from Keegan, Brandon, and Madeline about Deacons for Life and all things pro-life. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come
0: on the Real Presence Radio Network.
3: Hi, I'm Carrie Du, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: Good morning and welcome back to Real Presence Live. If you're just joining us, I am Mark Holcraft. I'm hosting us this morning, filling in for Tim Moser. Right now, we're talking to Brandon Schoet and two students from Shanley High School. Uh, Keegan and Madeline. Keegan's a junior at the high school. Madeline's a sophomore, um, and it's, it's been very exciting. We're talking about Deacons for Life. Deacons for Life. It's the pro-life group on the Shanley High School campus. I should say the Sacred Heart in Shanley campus. The Sacred Heart is the middle school uh, for the, the Catholic school. Is it, is it sixth or eighth or is it seventh and eighth? Sixth, sixth or eighth. eighth. Sixth mm-hmm. or eighth, and then Shanley High School is the high school. It's the only high school, only Catholic high school in the Diocese of Fargo. Um, it is, it's so interesting. In our network, really, most of the dioceses, so we're in 10 dioceses uh, throughout the northern Midwest. So uh, we have the two dioceses, South Dakota, two dioceses, North Dakota, and then if six dioceses, Minnesota. We're in four of those six. Then we're also in Superior, Wisconsin. We're also in uh, the diocese of uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh, but it's actually we're we're in Gillette. Most of the areas they can relate to this and that the Catholic high schools, um, you might have two, three, maybe four. Okay, I think that the diocese of Bismarck, um, and the diocese of Duluth probably have the most Catholic high schools. Okay, whereas if you go into like the archdiocese of Minneapolis, St. Paul, they have a lot more. A lot of the urban areas will have a lot more high schools. So that that rural dynamic a lot of our listeners can relate to, like having one or two Catholic high schools. And I think with that comes a certain sense of there's, there's a particular gratitude. Um, you'll run into families that will send their students who, who might live 30, 40 miles away, send them to the, the Catholic high school. So being able to offer something like this, the Deacons for Life or a pro-life group, we do know there's a lot of the high schools throughout our listening network that have things like this. But one of the things I really like And sharing, so Deacons for Life, you guys might be doing something that some of these other pro-life student-led groups aren't doing. Um, And so over the break, we were talking quickly just, hey, what inspires you about uh, this group? So like, Brandon, from your perspective as an adult, you're seeing the teenagers. In my youth youth ministry experience, it was not unusual that I was inspired Mm. by the teenagers, their faith, their leadership, their boldness, their guts. You know, it just... uh, They're putting themselves out there. Mm -hmm. So if you wouldn't mind sharing Brandon in a minute, what inspires you about this group? But then also Keegan and Madeline, if you could be ready to share, what inspires you? These are your peers. So it's a bit of a different take.
2: Sure. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, before I started working with these students and deacons for life, uh, before I came to Shanley, I was starting to get a bit... um, Cynical in my old age, I suppose. I had uh, at Shanley and then at You, Mary, it was a very pro-life atmosphere. But then when my wife and I went down to Denver for a couple of years, it, um, there wasn't that, that pro-life backing uh, that I had experienced before then. And so I can remember times where we'd be praying down at the abortion clinic or at a Planned Parenthood down in Denver along this busy street, Broadway, and just uh, it, the animosity that we'd face there was really disheartening. And I remember, too, in 2019 when then-Governor uh, then Governor Cuomo um, lit up the the World Trade Center Memorial, Pink, after passing this radical legislation. I threw my hands up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is it. How are we going to make any sort of difference? And then once I started working with these young people and seeing the drive that they had, um, uh, the, the, it really puts fuel fuel in your tank, watching, yeah, that, watching the, sure. the, the, the drive and the motivation of these students. And then uh, the three virtues, I think, really characterize our students in the Deacons for Life. They are uh, courage and compassion and perseverance. Uh, the courage I, I see especially with this group, one of the things that, uh, that our students do is on uh, maybe a couple Saturdays a month, they do what they call the wall, mall witnesses, Okay. and they go to the, our local mall here, West Acres, and they wear pro-life t-shirts and they walk around. I've uh, seen them. Yeah. I've seen them. Love it. Yeah. Very simple thing. But I mean, just imagine the courage that would take as a 16 a year old, let alone even in, uh, as an adult. It's really, it's really quite inspiring. And, in and even
1: doing. with that example, they're usually paired up though, right? Yeah. Because there's something to be said about strength in numbers.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I think <laughs> you know? they stay in a group and now, and now uh, with the, the, the mounting tension with the Dobbs case going through, we pretty much, have we have a chaperone
1: at any sort of event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, that's excellent. Um Keegan or Madeline, whichever one of you wants to go first, so what what would you say? Okay, Madeline, we'll go to you. Uh, way to go, Keegan. Ladies go first. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, what inspires you about being involved in this group?
3: Um, a lot of things really inspire me. One of the biggest things this year is I was really concerned about how we were going to get um, some new members since we're going to have a really good senior class leaving next year. And they're just these freshmen that stepped up and started doing all these things. And you could tell they're really passionate about the pro-life movement and standing up for life. So they really inspire me to keep being passionate as well as the amazing leadership from the upperclassmen, Keegan and all the other officers and the people in my grade who've been at this with me, with me since middle school. So I'm really inspired every day by all the other people in the group.
1: Awesome. So just really what I'm hearing you say, there's these other students that are just stepping up. You mentioned some, a group of freshmen that just stepped up. Yeah. Awesome. How about for you, Keegan?
4: Yeah, I'm continually impressed by all the underclassmen, like the freshmen, sophomores, like they're kind of the engine of this group. And it's just really great to see their zeal for like the message we have to proclaim, you know? So I just, I'm, I'm always inspired to see what they're doing.
1: So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Brandon, how many students grades nine to 12 generally speaking, make up Shanley? Uh, About 330, I believe. 330, right Mm -hmm. around there? Mm -hmm. And about how many students would you say are involved in Deacons for Life? I would say about 20 that are uh, active. 20 active members, Mm because you always get a few more that might come in and out as the year goes. Yeah, so so it ranges from like 20 to 30, but
2: 20 members that I would say are are, uh, frequently participating in our events and making it to meetings and things
1: like that. I, I really like the example you gave earlier, just as far as the, the simple but bold witness of wearing these pro-life t-shirts, whether it's going through the mall here in town. But there's all those, there's other events and opportunities coming up. Uh, January 21st, right? The day before, Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. What's Shanley doing to, to get involved and to step up in that way?
2: Sure. Well, about 90 of our students will be going down to Washington, D.C. at the National March for Life, including Madeline and Keegan. And maybe they can speak more to what uh, what the itinerary looks like. Uh, for our students that are going down there, I'm not going to DC. I'm actually going to Bismarck, where we're having the second annual North Dakota March for Life. Uh, that's held at the the Capitol steps. It begins first with mass with Bishop Cage and at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit at 10:30, and from there we march uh, uh, to the Capitol steps for a rally, a moment of silence, and a couple of speakers. Uh, we did we started this last year because, with you know the the circumstance of the pandemic, it. it it was going to be challenging and I think impossible to get to Washington, D.C. Right. And so we decided to uh, do a local one. And I think that's going to be really important in the future is uh, these movements in in our states, especially with the Dobbs case going through and what that might look like in the future. If Absolutely. this does get tossed down to the states, uh, we want to make sure that our state lawmakers uh, can hear the voice of these, of these young people. Uh, so that's January 21st. Um, we're looking forward to that. Madeline Keegan, do you want to talk about what your... Uh, what you're expecting, going down to Washington, D.C. Is this the first time for both of you going to Washington? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great.
3: Um, I'm really excited to hear a lot of the good speakers that are going to be at the um, D.C. rally. I know Father Mike Schmitz is one. That'll be really good. Kurt Cameron. And we get to see a lot of the monuments there, and that's always fun. But I think the thing I'm looking forward to most is the actual march itself and just being with all those other people that support the pro-life movement just as much as we do Mm
1: -hmm. how about for you keegan
4: yeah um pretty similar to madeline i'm excited to hear all the speakers i know there's the pro-life national convention that we have the opportunity to go to um and just yeah just participating in the march and this is really the ultimate expression of what we're trying to fight for in this group so
1: yeah. yeah no it's such a potent event and it's interesting Uh, Madeline, you mentioned a couple of the names of the speakers. You have Father Mike Schmitz. He's a Catholic priest from the Diocese of Duluth, a very dynamic preacher. Um, We've had a chance to have him on air. And he he has a regular show that we air on the weekends. He's just, he's awesome in so many ways. Um, But really, you know, for as gifted as he is, his faithfulness, you know, I have an opportunity. Like I've been at different masses where he's at the big conferences. And that's always exciting. But I've also been in, the Daily Mass at the Newman Center, which is in the garage of University of Minnesota Duluth. Mm. And when he's praying the Mass, he he's entered in, and it just draws you in to want to pray the Mass. So that's awesome. It's glorious. He's Catholic. But then you have Kirk Cameron. He's I think he's an evangelical Christian. Uh, if people recognize him, he's a famous actor. In the 80s, yes, I'm a child of the 80s. Uh, Growing Pains was like the major show he was on. And and he's been in other movies. Um, some movies, very strong Christian uh, messages in it, um, very active pro-life. Uh, he's also outward about his speaking about chastity. I mean, he's a pretty dynamic personality. So the March for Life, it's not just a Catholic event, right? It's, it's people standing side by side, uh, mostly Christian, but not even all Christian people, just people who want to stand for life that are there. It's a powerful event. Can you say more? And we're actually one of our guests later on for our listeners listening, if you're joining us, We're talking with uh, Brandon Schultz and two students from Shanley High School in Fargo, Madeline and Keegan. But Brandon mentioned there's a March for Life in D.C., but he also mentioned there's a March for Life in North Dakota, which is this is the second annual. We were there. Real Presence Radio was there for the first one. Uh, Beautiful and a unique event. But can you just say just a little bit about that one? Because you said 90 students are going to D.C., Mm -hmm. which just for listeners, do the math. Roughly 330 students. 20 or 30 are involved in the club, but there's 90 students going. So it's not just that there's 20 or 30 students that are really active and and want to stand up for life. 90 are going to go. And do you know how many students are going to go to the one in Bismarck? Uh,
2: Just a handful. So last year we had about 40 students, I think, that went to Bismarck uh, on, on a little day trip there because we couldn't make it to the March but now a lot of the students are eager to make it to the National yeah. March. And so we have a lot less numbers coming from the high school to Bismarck. But one of the cool things that we're doing this year is not only is this open to the high school, but Sacred Heart with Maggie Sapo Maggie Sappo is actually going to be bringing some some of the middle school students to Bismarck because they won't have the opportunity
1: to go mm-hmm. down. Great experience for school. them. Kind of wet the pout a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, exactly. Um, and so I think uh, we'll meet up with some of the other Catholic high schools there. I remember last year it was a really cool experience because Shanley, we got there pretty early in the rally, and then we'd, we'd turn around and there'd be a wave of the St. Mary's students that had been marching from. I think they're at the cathedral, and another wave of the Dickinson Trinity students, and then some Minot Ryan students, and then being in there uh, in this big crowd along with the University of Mary students. It was really a fun experience, uh, and this is something that's open to the public, there is uh, some more information that you can find on the Bismarck Diocese website. And I think uh, Chris Kraft and Ed Konechka will be speaking more to that. Later they will this later morning. this morning, you mm-hmm. bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's an event we're really looking forward to.
1: Awesome. Awesome. You guys, our time has already come up to an end. We have 15 seconds left before. So any, are there any last pearls of wisdom that you would want to say? You know, nothing like the pressure. Go ahead, Keegan.
4: Uh, pray to end abortion. I mean, <laughs> what else than that?
1: What else needs to be said? We'll pray to end abortion. Please stay with us. Up next after the break, Heather Caro, the director, the program director for Real Presence Radio, will join me, and we'll be discussing highlights of 2021. One of which was the North Dakota March for Life. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and
2: share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.